0: You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center Global. Get set to be at the fire. The world works. Praise God. Yeah, okay, before we just go on, I just want to just give you greetings from the current world champions. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, I just want to let you know and encourage those of you that you are not winning currently. You understand that it will touch you. Alright, when God decides for you to touch you, praise God. But for now, celebrate those of us that are winning. Amen. And you know, we can't win and I'll not let it touch you now. You have to hear that we won. Amen. <laughs> Alright, praise God. Now, before I go on, the fire, that was wonderful. Now, you know one of the things that I'm, we're trying to do, and I, I think we need to encourage, is that Christian music does not have to sound in a particular way. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now, you remember when Jimmy Hasse was here, he did something alternative. It was different. Wonderful lyrics. You know, there's a story there. These guys sing better than David Doe. They sing better than Whiskey. You understand? Whiskey does come and say, eh, Panana, 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 Panana. Everybody's dancing. I'm like, there's no story there. But a story in this one, you can think on it, you can meditate. Praise God. And that's why we must support, all right, gospel ministers. So, stream their songs. Amen. That's how they get paid. Stream it. Go on Apple Music stream it. I put their songs on your library, every single time you stream, all right, they get paid. So try and make sure that we support. And we're going to bring more, many more praise God. We're going to encourage people from the choir, praise God. You know, Emmanuel Conta has this wonderful voice that I, I I'm I'm always like, is he trying? Is he trying to oppress us or you know, I'm not like dear God. You know, praise God. We have a lot of people, they have to bring them through and we have to support them. Amen. All right, let's get into the word real quickly. Amen. How many of you are ready to hear? Ready to learn? All right. Turn about Bible, Genesis chapter number 2, 22 to 24. I'm just going to talk briefly about marriage from biblical perspective. Then I will answer six frequently asked questions concerning marriage. And then later on, we are going to go to vow renewals by those of us who are married. Amen. Amen. And I hope those of you married, you got your wives and wives, you got your, your husband's Valentine's gifts. Praise God. Now, you can see the shoe I'm wearing. My wife got it for me for Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I came back from work. I came back from work. And when I got to work, um, get up to my, um to my home office, because I have an office at home. I saw this box in my, on top of my desk. I ran out. I said, Dave, who got me something? She said, eh, it's the Valentine's gift. I said, from who? Say from your second wife. <laughs> you know what? I I remember the scripture that said, Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will pay. I will pay. <laughs> so on Saturday, I started driving around, you know. And I got on my own to praise God. Let me tell you something. Marriage is not uh, it's not war, it's not that hard. That some people they used to marry without reading the manual, you understand? So they get into the marriage and trying to figure out how the thing works, amen. Now let's look at Matthew chapter, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 22. Rice that you eat before it is cooked is not enjoyable, hallelujah! Mango. That you eat with salt. Before it is ripe. It's not as delicious. And when the mango is what? Right. Or ripe plantain. May have a use. But it is not useful. For sweet soft dodo. Are you following? Some things are beautiful at the right time. Praise God. There are certain things you don't rush. One of those things is love. Many breakfasts that people have been served left and right is usually because people don't check the calendar. Oh, believe me, my heart has been broken several times. I'm telling you from experience. I know what it means for your heart to be shattered in one million pieces. And you spend three years picking the pieces together. And just don't say, oh Lord, this is my heart. You are the the cardiothoracic surgeon that I can trust. Please mend it back because me, I can't mend it. Hallelujah. But I want to just share certain things with you that helped me and I'm sure will help you too. Now, Genesis chapter 2, verse 22. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Now, verse 23, everybody would want to go, what does it say? And Adam said, This is now what? Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called what? Woman, because she was taken out of man. Now, you're going to see very, very quickly that it was the man that called the woman the bone of his bone and the flesh of his flesh. It was not God that called the woman bone of his bone flesh of his flesh. So we can clearly see, as I will answer in one of the questions I'm going to put about, that, God does not choose a spouse for you. What God does is that he helps you find the right person. And the word of God has already listed the qualities you should look for in the person that you should marry. There is a leading of the spirit that is involved in marriage, but God does not say, me, your wife is Oluchi. And if you don't marry Oluchi, it is it is done for you. No. Glory to God. That's not how it works. Hallelujah. All right, that's for all you brothers that always want to, because you do not have enough confidence and you don't have game. You come and meet a woman and give her toss said the Lord. You are my wife. Those are lame ways. It's very lazy. It is diabolical. It's wrong. Why is it diabolical? Because if you come in the name of the Lord, you don't want to give her an option. You are saying that I I may be lazy. I may not know how to think. I do not know how to dress. I smell like rats. But because I came in the name of the Lord, you have to say yes. That's diabolical and it's manipulative. Even if the Lord told you this is your wife, all right, don't lead with that. Glory to God. I said glory to God. There is not one person in the Bible that used or says the Lord to marry a woman. Not one. Not even Joseph. Hallelujah. Not even Joseph. So marriage is God's idea. And one major thing we need about marriage is that marriage is a picture. Of the union between Christ and the church. So us return in the Bible to Ephesians chapter five. Let's look at this quickly. Ephesians chapter five verse twenty-four. So you will now understand that because marriage is a picture of the union between Christ and the church, and there is only one Christ and only one church, it therefore means that a man has to be aligned and committed to just one woman, no side chicks. Jesus does not have a side chick church. Amen. It's only one church that he has. Glory to God. As messed up as we are many times, and many times we do a lot of nonsense, Jesus is not saying, I'm going to divorce you. No. He doesn't divorce us. He sticks with us. And he walks through our rubbish, walks through our filth. He says, I am with you always to the ends of the earth. I'm not going anywhere I am with you. Praise God. So we see in Christ the commitment that needs to be found in a marital relationship. Hallelujah. Pastor Emmanuel and Pastor Sheyi, they dated for like six or seven years, is this six years or nine years? Which one was it? How many Six years. Ah, six years. And they were together for that period, committed and they got married. Praise God. That is necessary. That is a necessary ingredient. Of a marriage, all right? You have to be having that position of commitment. For example, I've been committed to my wife since we got married. There's no woman anywhere that can say, while he was married to his wife, or even while we're dating, you know, me and him were doing some um, um, tinko, 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 tinko. No, no, there's not like that. Praise God. Commitment. It's an important ingredient in marriage. Which therefore means that for you to have a wonderful marriage, you must be an excellent spouse. Many times we are always focusing on the ideal. Okay? Oh, marriage, marriage, marriage. Forgetting that there are players that would make marriage wonderful. You can't be a cheating, unfaithful person. They want a marriage that will work. Because in the marriage you will cheat and you will be unfaithful. Which means that marriage cannot work because you are not marrying to yourself. You are marrying somebody. So we have to concentrate primarily on being better people than wanting better marriages. Did you hear what I said? We have to concentrate on being better people before we can start thinking about wanting better marriages. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5, 24. Are we there? Pay attention to this teaching. It will help you. Some of you have decisions to make. Some of you are going to be better in, with the lady you are with or with the guy you are with. Amen? You'll be better. Because you just need to have a mind reset. You need to have in mind, we said, there are certain philosophies many people have concerning relationship and marriage today that is actually as a result of a broken heart. They were wounded. I can tell you that the normal person was a you know nice, innocent person believing in love and the pursuit of happiness. Then one nonsense person came into their life. Either a lady or a guy. And they loved this person. With the, How many of you, your first love, you really loved the person? You really wanted to die there? Let me see You, you wanted to die there? You know, I remember. This was my philosophy. I even used to, used to preach. what I used to say. I will not date many women. Nonsense. That's rubbish. That is not spirit-led. Full of the spirit. The first girl I asked to marry me. That's the one. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I used to say it. I used to preach it. I said, the spirit, you know, when you are full of the spirit, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of things we say when you are young. Well, nine relationships later, <laughs> I found the one. <laughs> oh yeah, praise God! You See, the arm of flesh will always fail you. Be always care- be very careful what you say in a position of arrogance, with an air of superiority. It can never happen to me. How many of you watch this? Uh, I was uh, I watch this series on Netflix. The Tinder swindler. Have you heard of that? It was a particular, about a particular young man who tricked three women. He deceived them. Oh, boy, you, you have to listen to this someone, I'm telling you. I'm going to go there. <laughs> Hallelujah. He swindled three women. How did he do it? He, he appeared right. So he went on Tinder, invited them out for dates. Then after I invited them out for dates, oh, the first one, I was like, man, they're God. This, this guy's weak. This guy hired a private jet. So the lady came. So she said, Oh, he asked her, Are you doing anything? Are you busy? We just make a short trip to Bulgaria. The perfume that the guy was communicating, he bought it from Ony You understand? And it was the girl, was, as she was constraining the perfume, next thing she was seeing the coil on his head, then she saw the rollers, and the next thing, Bulgaria. Then as they were going, private jet, the girl was weak. In her mind, she has seen a man. God has answered her prayer. This is breakthrough today. He says, the son of a diamond business, something, something. Now, listen, ladies, let me tell you something. The more perfect the guy looks, the more times you must spend time in prayer to check it out in the spirit. Why? Ladies love comfort. It's not a bad thing. Ladies like comfort because they like security. So when a guy looks like he can give security and comfort, A lady is 10 times more likely to make a mistake. 10 times more likely to make a mistake. It looks good, you know. He's taking it out for the date. He has bought the gown. He didn't even ask you what your gown size was. He already knew. He didn't ask you what your shoe size was. He already knew. The ladies, she she she, she, she you know, she's flabbergasted, you know, she's overwhelmed, she's flawed, she's defeated, she's paralyzed, she's like, What can I do about this wonderful guy? This guy knows me. We're connecting on an emotional level. <laughs> My sister now, money they connect to <laughs> the money, it's emotional. World. Hallelujah. That's where your discernment must be times ten, because bad guys. People who are ruled by their flesh, they figure you out. Sadly, Christian guys, not so much. Praise God. Praise God. And that's why Christian guys have to just, you know, spend more time in prayer, but work on the, on the physical stuff too. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> So you can see that there was a witness from a quarter. Amen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter number five. Therefore, <laughs> can we go verse 22, please? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 22. I, I figured that early that if the Lord tells you something about a lady, that this lady is yours, and this approach this thing as a brother, don't rush, don't be in a hurry. Work on the presentation. Presentation is very important. The Bible says God does not look at the outward, but looks at what? The inward. Is that not what the Bible says? It is man looks at the what? Outward, not the inward. So if you are dealing with God, what should you take care of? What should you take care of? When you are dealing with men, what should you take care of? Look the path. Say you want to be a husband, look like a husband. Praise God. Look like her husband. Amen. Amen. You are going out on a date. Ah, where is Uber? Uber, no. Not doing Uber. It's a car that we are going to enter. That picture, is that what you are presenting? Praise God. Ah, Pastor, I don't have money for that. Save, save for the Uber. Save money. Until that, you are not taking that the day out of the date. Have a plan. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our perfect husband, he had a plan for us. Did he have a plan for us? Yeah. He came, he toasted us. Then he went to prepare a place for us, apartment for the marriage. In the presence of his father. Now we are with him forever. Amen. Seated at the right hand of the Father forever. He had a plan. Don't tell me I should love you like Jesus does. Jesus loved me where he had a plan. So give me the plan. Praise God. Give me the plan. All right, look at this. Ephesians 5:22. Everybody would want to go says what? Uh huh. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back there. Because I would not, you know. He said wives submit yourselves unto what? Did he say wives submit yourself to um, to husbands? No. He said to your own husband. So that means you must know who your own husband is. Now, notice, did he say wives submit yourself unto your own boyfriend? No. His husband, he said. It says as unto the Lord, so that means the submission to the husband takes reference from our submission to the Lord. So, even in marriage, your personal work with God must manifest in your conduct in marriage. So, that means my reverence for the Lord should affect my relationship, my marital relationship, it should affect my love life. Any work with the Lord. That does not affect my love, like is fake. It means I have no work with the Lord. When you are wanting in church, but you are not thing outside, something is wrong. I've seen someone say something on social media, and he said that he has picked up more girls from church than from clubs. After service, he has picked up more girls and taken them to his house and slept. And he was saying it publicly. First, I said, "You are you a are, you are disgrace." That's number one. Very disgraceful. He doesn't understand how disgraceful what he was doing is. Guys, look at me. You are an unfortunate person if the only thing you think about when you look at a woman is to sleep with her. That is a waste of woman. Waste. Women Wastes. Men are one of the most gifted, most tenacious. Passionate women, creatures we ever find. If you know how to treat women right, you will succeed on this earth. You will succeed. I'm talking of your mother. I'm talking of your sister. I'm talking of the lady you're with. I'm talking about female friends. If you treat them right. A woman can go 10 kilometers for you. Where a man is only willing to go one. And nothing is involved. I'm telling you. So when you are always, it's always to sleep with them. Well, yeah, it's a cause. We need to break that cause. It is not, you are not a G. You are a Y. Do you understand? You're not a G. There is something, a Y. There's a problem. we wrong with There's something wrong with you. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. You should have that. And we're going to look at certain qualities that a man should develop before marriage. Let me just give it to you quick, real quick. Number one is self control. Self-control. Why is self-control number one? Because one of the major things a man will, will struggle with is the ability to control his sexual urges. Self-control. That ability to control yourself. The ability to control yourself. The number one enemy you must overcome <laughs> is yourself. That desire. That that is a, you must you must overcome it. Because if you don't have control over your sexual appetite, young man, you are going to marry because of sex. And listen, there is no purpose that is eternal. That sex is a reason. All right, a prerequisite to fulfil. None. Anybody can have sex. Why body type is good? But you see, most of the fantasies men have concerning women's body type is based on uh, uh, a pollution. From the media it's the media, it's media manipulated, so your desire, your, the thing you are looking for in a woman is not even original to you just based on lust and rubbish hallelujah self control number one the ability to control yourself a woman should be safe when she's with you are you hearing what I am telling you she should be safe she should be safe. She should not worry or begin to, you understand? No! Safe! And if you have not gotten to that point when she's safe and you are always easily falling into, you know, sexual indiscretions and all, make sure then you are not in, 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 in a space where you can fall. That again also is a manifestation of self-control. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following what I'm saying? Yes. Very, very important. It's self-control. Now, let's continue. He says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Verse 23. Everybody read one to go. What does he say? For the husband is the what? Head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Notice that. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the Lord. I'm going to be answering a question on feminism. We'll get there in a moment. All right? Does feminism have a place in Christian marriage? We need to answer that. Because... Brothers, a lot of women you're going to meet now are feminists. I'm a feminist. Alright? I believe in feminism, the right one, not the other one I see around. Feminism simply means equality in the sexes. Alright? And Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 tells us that there is neither male nor what, nor female in what? In Christ. So that means in Christ, God does not say because a woman is a woman, her inheritance in Christ is less. Mm-mm. We have, there is no male and female Holy Spirit. Everyone received the same spirit the moment he believed in what? In Jesus Christ. So, as individuals, we have equal access to God. But in a marriage, the man is the administrative head, all right, of the union. Amen. He's the head of the union, all right? The woman, all right, is submitted to her husband. Hallelujah. Why? Because Christ is the head of the church. And the church is submitted to the head. Now, it's because of the fall and because of the corruption in this earth that we think that that is a bad thing. Because if you look at the example of Christ, you find something very interesting. In that Christ being the head of the church was because he died for the church. Remember that? It says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Look at verse 24. 24. Next verse, let's read. It says what? Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own world, husbands in everything. So, the church is subject to Christ because Christ paid the ultimate price for the church. So, the submission of the church to Christ is a response to something Christ did. Are you following what I'm saying? So, submission is a response to sacrifice. Hallelujah. Say this with be Submission. Now that submission is a response to sacrifice. I found out something about women. Women automatically submit to a sacrificial man. You don't have to shout submission. If you are saying, "Why, my wife, you must submit, you must submit, you are doing that thing wrong. Any man that says I'm a king is usually do you Jonathan. I'm the boss! I'm the boss! It's usually not the boss. Amen. So this is the first... The church is subject unto Christ, so let the wise be... Because of time, let us quickly go to the frequently asked questions. Amen. Because I didn't want to start doing theology of this, and we have some of these messages on our Telegram channel. Now we're going to answer the following questions. Number one, can a Christian marry a non-Christian? Number two, does God choose your spouse for you? Number three... Can we kiss and touch each other while dating, as, mas- as per smooshing, without penetration? Number four, Are soul ties real. Number five, what role should money play in a relationship? Number six, feminism and marriage. Now, guys, are those good, are those good questions we should a- have answers to? All right, let us start with the first one. Can a Christian marry a non-Christian? After all, love is all that matters. Can I, for example, the guy is an atheist, but he's a good guy. He loves me. He treats me me okay. He pays my bills. He's there for me. Or she's a good girl, but she's a Muslim. All right? She understands that I'm a Christian, and she's cool with it. Now, listen to me. Don't let anyone deceive you. You can fall in love with someone that is not a Christian. Amen? Amen? Ah, you can't know. I have fallen in love with someone that is not a Christian. And I was doing ministry. Ah, <laughs> that's it. I was in I had to say, Femi, stop. What are you doing? Calm down. I was in love. I was gone. because it was wonderful. And I began to negotiate. Lord, can we get this person born again? Get her filled with the Holy Ghost, you know? You know. You can. But you must always allow the scriptures to rule your life. Now, what does the scriptures say? Turn your Bibles real quickly. So 2 Corinthians 6.14. There are things that we need to have answers to and know the reasons why we have the, the following answers. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Look at what it says. It says, Everybody with one, two, go, he says what? Again, be not what? He says, For what fellowship at righteousness with what? All right. And what communion at light with what? All right. Now listen. Pastor Wilson come. Let me let's do an allegory. Then, Pastor Dami come. I want to explain why you shouldn't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. So, Pastor Dami, let's act that you're like Jesus, right? Jesus, right? Then you, okay, you are an unequal yoking and an unequal partner. Now, I want to go to Jesus. Now, you pull me back. All right. So, we are yoked, right? Look at this. Listen. So, when you come and you say you're married to someone who is not a believer and all, You are yoked like this. So that means you guys are together. Right? Now, you want to go towards Jesus. This person has another direction they are going in. So what that means is that when Jesus tells you to do something, you will not be able to do it because you are what? Unequally yoked with what? With somebody else. Are you paying attention? You understand? Now, unequally yoking does not only, only have to do with marriage. It has to do with Friendships. It had to do with partnerships. Any single thing that puts you in that place where the partner you are with can influence your decision as regards the kingdom. Are you paying attention? It's an unequal yoke. Because, for example, if you marry someone that is not a believer, maybe it's an atheist or a person that is a Shintoist or somebody that is a a, a religious pacifist, you understand? And say, there's a God I don't even know. How will you pray? The Bible says "Even communications corrupt good manners. You must understand that the person you are with, the love of your life, your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife and all, that person has the singular most powerful influence on you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Singular most powerful influence on you. So, both of you come and you want to pray. It's family prayer time. This person doesn't believe in God. So that means there's no prayer. Amen. Then you bring children into the world. Hallelujah. So, and you are saying, Jesus is the son of God. And the husband is saying, what is Jesus? Why are all these guys going to be stoned? Don't, don't corrupt my children's mind. Let them grow up and decide what they want to believe. Eliminate conflicts like that. One of the secrets to having a wonderful marriage is what? Avoiding conflict traps. Major conflict traps. There are certain things that you must discuss and find out. What does this person believe about this? What does this person believe about this? What does this person believe about this? All right. If you get to a point when you are getting into a marriage with someone who has divergent views from you, it's an unequal yoke. Praise God. Can I put your hands together for them? Thank you. It's an unequal yoke. Praise God. Now, unequal yoking does not only have to do with unbelievers. You can be unequally yoked with a believer. But it is an easier yoke to carry. Praise the Lord. You can be unequally yoked with someone who is saying is a believer, but it's an easier yoke to carry. So, for example, you are dating this person. This person comes and says, I don't believe in giving in church. I don't believe in speaking in tongues. You understand? Now, we can work it out. But it's an unequal yoke. Are you with me, somebody? Praise God. I said, praise God. Someone that tells you that, listen, let me tell you something. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. But I also believe in traditional practices. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When he buys this car, you now say, oh, honey, praise God. Hallelujah. So Let's thank God for it. He now brings not out. And brings Shinap. Then bring honey. Then you now begin to pour the honey on the car. As honey is sweet, this car will be sweet. Then he brings the kolanotta and he's like, a... as nut is forever, this car is forever. Then says honey, oh yeah, you eat your own now. And you're looking at you like this. And he's looking at you like, you, uh, you understand? See? You, okay? you discuss those things at the early period. Dating is not for smooshing, dating is for asking questions. It's asking questions and asking questions. That's what dating is for. The temptation for sexual immorality in dating is to blind your eyes to what potential issues that will arise in those marriage. in that mind. It's not love. Pushing and kissing, that's not love. That's, that's immaturity. We love each other. We couldn't get, stop calling lost love. We love each other. We couldn't get our hands off each other. That is not, that is not, you are misdefining things. It's biology. If you put a woman in a room and you put a guy inside, and they, they, they will touch each other, there's nothing special about your own touching. Hallelujah. There's something special about it. Oh, it was so electric. It was okay. You are behaving electric with number one, number two, number three. It's now five now. This is the fifth electric. Why are you making it out as though there's a difference? This electricity is different. It's the same electricity. Stop making the feelings of your emotions the basis for a lifelong decision. Do not make permanent decisions on temporary emotions. Base it on something more, something more firm, something more solid. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Let's continue. So, can a believer marry a non-believer? What is the answer to that? No. Amen? It says, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what common communion hath life with darkness?" Now, when it now comes to a believer, this person is a believer, this guy is asking you out, what questions should you ask? Practical questions should you ask. Are you ready to write? Are you ready to write? The first category of questions you ask should be spiritual. Number one, is he born again? Is she born again? Does this person love the Lord? Now, listen, the person does not have to be a pastor for the person to be spiritual. Spirituality is not based on title. Spirituality is based on conduct. Are you with me? Spirituality is not based on title. Spirituality is not based on conduct. There are a lot of people that speak in tongues loudly and they have bad character. There are a lot of people that speak in tongues loudly and they have good character. Amen. So if you go and make a decision on who to marry, because the person shouts, "Rubo kobo luba liba, liba lubu luba." Hey, let me tell you something. What Jegba? hey. You know, say he asks you, "Why did you say yes?" Ah, he's spiritual. What do you mean? Ah, we you heard these tongues, our sister? It's not by that too. Your wife beat us that speak in tongues. Yes. In fact, don't even use the fact that the person walks miracles. They are workers of miracles that beat their wives. They are workers of miracles that are side chick. Oh. Hallelujah! This person loves the Lord. What is his walk with God like? To be observing, watching, watch and pray. So that you enter into Kutu. So you enter into kawi. Watch and pray. So don't pray close eyes. Pray with your eyes open. When it comes to marriage, marriage is the only topic that when you are praying about it, your eyes should be open. You are checking everything. Mando, Gorama, Sandalahaya. sapaya. Liko, Likade. You are checking everything. Labala, Zonde. You are checking. What is your answer, sister? Just give me some more time. Lego. You are just checking. You are checking. So check the spiritual. does this person go to church? Why? If it's a woman, you are checking whether she will be able to what? Give spiritual education to your children. If it's a man, you are checking whether this man can lead you spiritually in the home. If the enemy comes against our home, do I have a man that can fight spiritually? If I'm in trouble, do I have a man that can enter into the place of supplication for six hours to get me out? Do you understand? Look, listen to me. It's a marriage is warfare. I'm telling you from experience. If the wolf is coming, do I have a man that can pick it in the spirit that something is coming? I have to go and pray. Is that kind of guy? Do you understand? Oh, yeah, just he has nice lips that I want to kiss. He's so tall and he can carry me off my feet. Ah, when we are getting married, I know that hey, 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 sister. Hollywood, it's not Hollywood. Hollywood don't have good romance. But Hollywood is one that is deceiving you, it's beyond that. Have you noticed that most of the actors that act good romance films? I, I remember I, um, my wife likes watching this. Uh, What's this vampire? This one, I used to talk Lord, that they are loving each other. Um, not the diaries one. There's another one. Eh? Eh? So original is not sweet. Twilight. And that one. Are you saying like tall guy? Oh, he's a vampire. He not likes a, a human being. They made it so nice, you understand. And when, in fact, when I watched the movie, I was like, "Oh my God, this love is powerful." I was moved. Ah! the way the guy, even they walk, contactness. The guy was looking his thing. Do you know what happened after the movie? They got married. I be mean, decided didn't Work. He did not work. Why? Do you know why? They were acting film. This is real life. Glory to God. So first thing you check the spiritual. The, does this person have a walk with God? Is he committed in a local church? Does he have someone he's answerable, answerable to? If there is a problem, is there someone you can report him to and he will listen to? Is there someone you can report her to and she will listen? Those things are important in marriage. My wife asks, knows who to call if I mess up. She has my father's number. She has my pastor's number. It's just the same. You don't hear your your wife. Uh, thank God, there's never been a reason for her to report. But I know there are some people that she knows I am accountable. Are you paying attention? You check. The next thing you check, if he's a Christian, after you've checked the spiritual, you now check the what? The mental. What kind of emotional intelligence does this person have? Does this person have sense? Some people speak in tongues but don't have sense. Amen, somebody? I said amen. Can we be can we real here? Yes, yeah, So they don't have sense. Does so this person have sense? You need to have sense to make a marriage work. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The lady is having a breakdown. And the man says, what's all this? What's all this? What's all this? I don't have time for this. And he walks out of the house. You understand? Short temper. He doesn't have to control his temper. Then when he loses his school, he doesn't know how to say sorry. Sorry is hard for him to say. Sorry is hard for her to say. If you are offended, that is your personal problem. Get out. I came to this world alone. I don't need. I Does don't... <laughs> so they have sense? Does so they have emotional intelligence? Does so the person know when to keep quiet and when to speak? Check it. Now, we are not all perfect. We're in different levels of growth and maturity. But you need to consider can I handle this person at their level of maturity? Are you with me? And the third thing you check, if you're even a Christian person, after I check the spirituality, the authenticity of their spiritual life, emotional intelligence, is how they are, they, man, um, they are able to handle the affairs of this life, especially money, finances. Is there wisdom in handling money? Two million naira comes into their account, ah, we will shut down the club, hey, ah, my boy, my boy. Hey. two million naira. Sister, if you marry a man that does not have financial sense, there are certain months you may, your, your, yourself and your children, your load, will not be in a place that you call your house. There will be some anxiety that will come when it comes to money. You, you, and it's the the, 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 the converse is also true as a man. I heard a story of a woman that went to church and when the pastor was saying, let them sow seeds, this woman, without discussing with her husband, took a land that herself and her husband, they own. And she sold it to the pastor. Another one drove a car her husband bought for her. For a service. And she sold it. She heard the preaching. The prophet was saying, now, now, now. Hey, hey, God will do this. God will do that. And she sold the key. So the, car, the, the, the car sold land Without that's a stupid person, that's not faith, that's nonsense. You discuss with your husband, praise God, discuss with your husband. Financial wisdom, praise God. Is the person in debt? Is the proposal a way to get out of debt? There are different kinds of people propose. You may be from a rich family, to death recovery, um, you are his debt recovering. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So, check those things. So, after you've prayed, you say you've heard, yes, you have peace concerning it. Amen. I found out that when people like somebody, they always, they have, they have, they always get peace quick, quick. They always get peace, quick, quick. Oh, Pastor, I have peace concerning this person. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Let's put peace aside. Can we ask you a certain questions? What church does he go? He doesn't really believe in regular church, he, he believes in a relationship with God. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. So there's no pastor over his life? No. So that means, when the Bible says he said the solitary family, the Lord said, no, but this one, I prefer him to be solitary. Hallelujah. So who does he? Is he answerable to? His role models are Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. So does he have Barack Obama's number? No. Does Barack Obama have his own number? No. Are you see the problem? These things are important. Second question. Are you learning something here? If you have a listening ear, you will not easily fall into many traps people fall into. One of the major issues and one of the reasons why people make any mistake is that they have ears but they don't listen. Sit up your hands and say, I have a listening ear. Say it again, I have a listening ear. Hallelujah. Listen. The major trap, the major reason men marry wrong is the beauty of the woman. Hear what I said? Let me say it again. The major reason why men marry wrong is the beauty of the woman. The major reason why women marry wrong is the wealth of the man. Maybe if you didn't hear me, or maybe the mic didn't work well in your side, let me say it again. The major reason why men marry wrong is the beauty of the woman. And the major reason why um, women marry wrong is the wealth of the man, the status of the man. So it means that if you find a woman that physically, as a man, I mean, she has paralyzed you. Pray more. Praise the Lord. What did I say she do? What did I say you should do? Pray, long. Pray more. Spend some more time praying to get clarity. Because it's very likely that you can take a decision in the flesh when the person looks like all you want in the flesh. Hallelujah. And for a lady, the guy comes and he has money. He's from money. He has made money. He's the biggest, you understand? Pray more. Pray more. I am not saying that your lot in life is that you marry a poor man. That's not what I'm saying. And I say, pastor, you see, this, this is what I don't like about church. Eh? They will just make it look as they now they suffer head life be our own portion. So you are saying that I should say no to a rich person, say yes to Oluchi. Now what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, pray, listen. The man that does not have money today, they tell you somewhere that he will never have money. My wife that was talking about um, this thing when we when I was full time, ah, money was hard. Though. Although I made sure my wife was okay. But money was hard. But one thing was this. I was not lazy, And I had some pride. Are you with me? Are you? Brothers, am I communicating? I had some pride. A man needs to have some pride. Amen? There needs to be. There's a pride you should have as a man. It's in Christ. I'll give you an example. I may remember Paul. When Paul said that, that no man should glory over me. That the reason one of the reasons why he does the work um, um, and takes care of himself is such that he works so that he takes care of himself and those that are with him, is so that no one will have any kind of authority or glory over him. There's some pride you should have. That I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to do whatever I need to do legally to take care of my family. If there is a course I need to take, I will take it. At some point, I realized that um, my medicine medicine, was not going to pay me some particular amount of money. And I, I, I knew that I didn't want to run a home of $250,000, per month. Amen. I, I played a million, millions games. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That's, that's why I play. That's how I think. I don't know how to do this hundred and something thousand. I don't know how to do it. Millions. Hallelujah. It's just the way I am. Praise God. All right now, me, I'm thinking millions of dollars. But what we're gonna do in this church for the Lord Jesus, it's gonna cost us millions of dollars and billions in naira. and I'm gonna give it steady at that level without sweating, without coughing, without giving special testimony. Amen. You get so it meant that there were certain courses I had to go for, there are certain trainings I had to pay for. I'm taking one now. Hallelujah! So I need to be in certain rooms. That when they are speaking a particular language, I can't be lost and say, I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. Talk. I understand. I've read it. Hallelujah. So it meant I had to sleep less. Sleep after my wife. I wake up before her. Praise God. You train yourself. You can't be sleeping anyhow. Oh, no, you can't be sleeping anyhow. No, you can't. You are a man. A woman will follow a worthy man. Do you get? Are you following? Please follow. They know the bad person, they follow. If you carry something, they will follow you. So what you need to do is this. Don't waste time. Stop chasing women. Calm down. Go invest in your dreams. Sisters, the same thing. Stop looking for oh, Father Lord, just bring a man into my life. So let's be the woman a man is praying that she should enter his life. There are a lot of things you can do. You can invest in yourself so much to a quality individual hallelujah I said hallelujah yeah I know when we talk about love it's interesting but something should interest you, interest you more than love it should be you the version of you that you currently are invest in your spirituality invest in your mentality invest in you know your skills what you can do when I think Wilson um, Aniete Incorporated, what can Wilson offer me? What can he do? What does he bring to the table? Is he better this year than it was last year? Hallelujah. I'm not just talking spirituals. I'm talking mental. I'm talking financial. I'm talking that. You are talking that you want to run a business. You want to be a businessman and all that. Can you read the balance sheet? Can you read a P&L statement? Do you know what it means to be in prophet? Hallelujah. Do you have the knowledge for the future you are preparing for? Will your future meet you prepared? Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't have a vow tomorrow, stop crying. It's nothing, there's nothing fantastic about it. Amen. I don't have a vow. Who will vow me? Nobody needs to vow you, sister. Vow yourself. And take decisions now that tomorrow will be grateful for. Hallelujah. Oh, my husband bought me this. Sister, Listen, you can bite yourself. And you can say, oh, Pastor, they told me that if I have my own car and I have my own house, men will not come looking for me. May Such men never find you. Insecure men. Because a woman has a car house, you don't want to marry her. Where's your own car, sir? You don't have one. In my book, if the woman has a car, you have a car. We marry, we have two. Amen? If she has house and you have your own, we have, even if she does it's our own house, you have house now. Amen? And let the fact that you are living your wife, and ginger you to get your own. A tradition not finish you in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands and say, tradition will not finish you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! Yoruba tradition. Igbo tradition. nine how can the woman have a house? Eh? Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes, wrong mindsets will make us see a blessing and call it a curse. And see a curse and call it a blessing. That's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world. That includes tradition. Or be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. So that's number two. Is that correct? Let me hurry now because of time. Number three. Okay, okay. Number two. Does God choose your spouse for you? God helps you choose a spouse. In Genesis 2 18 25. God didn't call Eve Adam's wife. God presented Eve to Adam. All right. And Adam called Eve his wife. Isaac and Rebecca, Genesis 24 6 to 8. Then Proverbs 18 says, He that finds a wife finds a good thing. And update. He didn't say he that God gave wife. No, he said he that finds one. All right, number three, can we kiss and touch each other while dating? As per smooshing without penetration, does it work? You understand? Just smoosh. Pastor, we didn't just, we didn't no, it was just smooshing. We just played around. Is this sin? Hmm. Let me show you a scripture. Just for you, to help you out. Amen. Now, how many, you, you, you did the smooching and the touching now. How did you feel after? Did you just come and say, glory! Wow! Father, we did a thing to glorify your holy name. Is that how you felt? No. You felt bad. Didn't you feel bad? You started asking all these questions. Why? Because your spirit man is telling you that you shouldn't have done that. Hallelujah. You shouldn't have done that. That unease you, you feel or you felt was that this is wrong. Your conscience is telling you this is wrong. I look at this scripture real quickly. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 22, it says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. If it looks like evil, stay away from it. Then 1 Corinthians 6, 18 says, Flee fornication. That means don't even play around the vicinity where fornication is present. It said, Flee 2 Timothy 2, 22 says, Flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust. No, sister, you can't handle it. No, brother, you can't. You can't say, I know myself. I can handle it. You cannot handle it. You don't know more than God. It's biology. It's like saying, you want to urinate and you say you can handle it forever. No, you will urinate eventually. Praise the Lord. See, youthful loss. Look at First Peter 2.11. Let's look at that quickly. Are you learning something, guys? Church, are you learning something, guys? Now, sisters, I, I want to actually counsel with you. Um, God will keep you and help you in Jesus' name. you understand? When it comes to relationships and stuff, and marriage, people always go against it. The, they always want to add, tell the sisters, tell the sisters, and they forget the men. Have I mean, you ever noticed that stuff? Tell the women, tell the women, Forget that. no, the men are the ones, um, rape cannot happen without a man. Unwanted pregnancy cannot happen without a man. Am I correct? So it means that most of the ills that women suffer, Cannot happen if there is no a male person contributing. So it means that common sense tells us that we should focus on the men. The sisters will be okay. Ah, even if a lady comes and says, Baby, I want us to get down. I want us, I love you so much. Why don't we have men that say no, sister? We're not doing that. Our bodies are the temple of living God. We are going to keep our bodies holy until marriage. The lady might be ovulating. That's why she was behaving like that. About this, you understand, everything is just going crazy. Sometimes women I, I have that period of the month where they don't even understand what is going on. You, as the man who is in that relationship, have to take a stand and say, no, we're not doing this. The home we are going to build, we're not going to allow this. This is not going to be a stain. He will never forget it. Never. She will never forget it. If someone comes in to and say, ah, hmm, this guy, ah, he slept someone, said, who? No, my guy, it cannot happen. Uh-uh. you wait there, you never sleep with me. Now you go sleep with. <laughs> Forget that. You understand? You will be able to vow for your integrity. Hallelujah. Look at this scripture, dearly beloved. Everybody read one to go. I, I just have like five more minutes. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and abstain from what. Touch now, read now. Abstain from what? Which what? Which war against your soul. Now, that's number what? Number four. Are soul ties real? Let's explain something. First, sex is not a union of spirits. When people have sex, their spirits don't become one. I know people have thought that several times. Your spirits don't become one. The Bible teaches that it is only salvation that results in the union of spirits. He that is joined to the Lord is what one spirit within. First Corinthians six seventeen. But what happens in sex is that there's a union of the body, and because there's a union of the body, your soul retains the information of what happened when you guys have sex. That is why people after they've had sex, with, they cannot cannot forget the people the people they've had sex with and things like that. So it is always wise. For sexual union to remain in the place of marriage because there is an endearment. There's an hormone that is treated when um, sex happens. It's actually called um, oxytocin. Then you also have dopamine release. So you find that dopamine is an addiction hormone. Oxytocin is an endearment hormone. So in the place of marriage, addiction to your partner and endearment to your partner is safe in that equation. But when you are having that, when you are dating, if the person breaks up with you and you are addicted to that person's presence, you can't break his windshield and do something crazy and you end up on Instablog. Amen. And when you come to yourself, you wonder, why did I do that? Because sexual energy is so dangerous that the only safe space to release it is inside marriage inside a committed union where three people say we are together. You may say, Pastor, I don't agree. It's because you are with your boyfriend and it's still going good. I pray that you don't understand what I'm saying by experiencing Jesus' name. Because when you understand, you will come for counseling and cry. And I will have to pet you. And we'll have to do prayer and fasting so that you will get over it. So listen to me now. Amen? A, word, a prophetic word is enough for the prophetically wise. Hallelujah. Let me take one more because of time. Are you le- learning something? Church, are you learning something? All right? Now, number five. What role should money play in a relationship? Money in a relationship, I didn't say marriage, in a relationship. Money should play a minimal role in deciding who to marry. But it should play a role. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. When I'm counseling, because I I handle right now, currently, I handle the marriage counseling class of this church. Myself. I do it myself, and it's for a reason. One of the things I always try to make sure I I do in counseling is to establish that they've sorted out certain preliminary things as regards to marriage, where they will live. I always try to counsel the marriage, uh, those who are getting married, not to spend too much on the wedding and jeopardize, all right, their their marriage. Nobody is going to win an award for best wedding. How many of you have gotten wedding world cup? How many of you got the free that got by the good way? Procession for the war. wedding of the year, wedding of the year. Nobody's gonna give you that. So there must be there's that way money will play a role. The person doesn't have to be flamboyant or extremely rich, but there must be a steady source of income when looking at you know a relationship in view to marry. So if you are dating someone and you really love and you're a guy and there is a challenge with income, let the love you have for that woman and let that love you have for her and the desire to be with her for the rest of your life motivate you to get a source of income. Hallelujah. If there is a reason why I also is my wife. I'm not lying. I just see her like this. When I look at her face, that face was made beautiful. I go out Hallelujah. My wife, my kids. The love you have for a woman and the love you have for a man should motivate you to work hard to give them a good life. Money should play a minimal role in deciding who you marry, but it should play a role. But covetousness should not be a deciding factor in marriage. Look at me as I close. Because of time. Anything greed enters, it will spoil. Anything covetousness enters, it will spoil. The moment covetousness enters a relationship, the man will never be enough and the woman will never be enough. One of the primary reasons for cheating is covetousness. And it's usually the man converting another another woman's body and the woman sometimes converting another man's body or converting another man's money, you know. It takes care of care more than, you know. That's not all women, and that's not all men. But most, most times, that's the generality of the case. Covetousness. If you are in a relationship with a good person, I beg you, in the name of God, do not compare them with somebody else. Comparison is one of the traits of covetousness. Comparison. Comparison. They bought you gifts. You were happy with it until you saw your best friend's gift. Then all of a sudden, you had a problem with your own. You were happy with your marriage and the wedding until your best friend got married. Then you now began to hate your husband. Hallelujah. You thank God for the car you got until your best friend bought a car. And it was three years uh, earlier than your own. All of a sudden you began to compare about the gear, compare about the steering, compare about the the color of the car and every single thing. Comparison is a thief of joy. Covetousness will ruin anything. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. So you can see that one of the major ingredients we need to have to actually work a wonderful marriage and wonderful relationship is actually to walk in the spirit. Actually, to do what? Walk in. Walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. And listen, I want to encourage everybody here today. The love. Unmar- if you are unmarried, can I see your hand? Put your hand up. Put your hand up. And did you hear the fire song? Uh-uh. I see you for Insta. You wear something on Twitter. Understand? Listen. Yeah, yeah, single, put your hand up. Yeah. Now listen. The person that you may spend the rest of your life with by being in service. Yeah. By being in service. I met my wife in an Oikia service. Yeah. I met my wife in an OKA service and one of the reasons why certain people they, 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 they stay single when it is their time, their Kairos moment to marry, is this they leave social events when they should stay a little bit longer. My husband, show up now! Show up now! Show up now! Show up now! Amen. Let's share the grace, the confession, um, the spirit. Uh, what's our confession again? Um, from within, I bring for. <laughs> this is the greatest year of my life. Amen. Hallelujah. After the doors close, they carry back. They are going. Where are you going, sister? The man that we say hello, is he outside? Is he the man? Where are you going? Hallelujah. Then you, brother, there's someone you have been looking, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. Like, look, as I said, my, it was in service. In church, I met my. Let me tell you, I met my. I was preaching in my grellos. As I was preaching, I just sighted from the corner of my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody entered. I noticed. You think? You think? You, we have to you see what I'm praying. Now, that that one is <laughs> one. I sighted. Come I said, I, I was just preaching, and as he entered, there was a pause. I was that too. I just continue sharing the worship. I just feel my spirit after this service is over. I'll go and block that door. Sometimes I feel like I just went, I blocked the door. How are you doing? Ah, what's your name? And when I heard the voice, I was like, dear yeah, Jesus. Ooh. There was a ringtone in my spirit. Yes, yeah, sir. Something was going on here. Amen. And I didn't make I took the number. Ah. We cannot allow Satan to win. If she doesn't come back again, come. she was not a regular, she was just coming. Just took the number, praise God, and we made the moves. And here we are. So let me tell you something. If you see somebody, now nah, I'm not talking of flesh, flesh people, I'm talking of spirit people, you know, and it's not your loins pushing you. The Holy Ghost, you know, you just like somebody and Open your mouth. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. It's a closed destiny. You understand? How are you doing? And if they, if you don't, if it doesn't move on, at least you'll be friends, Abi. hey. Can't talk. I was talking to one brother like this because I I always try to help some brothers because you know some the more spiritual some brothers are the more they need assistance. If a demon is present, they will see it. But a sister that is for them, they won't see. They won't see. I've seen some Christmas. brothers. they will be discussing the word with a sister. You see that word there? You see that word is baptismal. You see? So you see, it's an immersion. All right? Now you see, there's an immersion. It's a washing of the spirit. You see? And the sister said, hmm, mm, ah, brother, you are, so, you are too much. Ah, ah the word is so powerful with you. And why, brother, is explaining the word, dis- dishing everything out? One other brother we just come from outside. He's not sharing Greek word. Just a sister. Can I see? Just go. You know. You know. I, I don't know. Uh, my name is Simon. You know. Um, I work in real estate. I have my real estate company. And you know um, And I don't know. I just like you. I I, I I I I hope I'm not too. I'm not being too forward. i um, here's my card. I don't know. Can we just hang out sometime? I said no problem. Think about it. Before they hang out, they start talking. Start talking. Brother, I see teaching that the sister word. Making her better for her husband. He's teaching her. Teaching her. He And in front of him, they, they start dating. He's now, now, he's no longer teaching her word. Hi, his brother. Hi, his brother. I remember I told one brother, I said, come here. I counseled him. You are afraid. That's your problem. You are afraid. Why are you are afraid? They won't bite your head off. Praise God. And sisters, if you like somebody and the person is like, let the person know you like them back. There is no need for all this funny business of doing green when you are red and red when it's not necessary. Praise God. Listen to me. God is going to give you a godly husband. He will give you one of his sons. If God is going to give you a godly wife. He will give you one of his what? see a reason why Abraham made um, his servant swear that you must not get a spouse called Isaac from these people we are living in. You must go to where you will find one of God's covenant people. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Are you hearing what I'm telling you? The junction of marriage is one of the greatest places and the most popular places. Where the devil will look for a way to divert you out of God's plan for your life away from it. So don't take it lightly. Like Lift up your hands to what's ever. Let's pray. I'm just going to pray one prayer point. I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I receive fruitfulness in my marital journey. Open your mouth and begin to pray. If you are single, pray that. If you are married, pray that. Can I have somebody on the keyboard? Take that prayer seriously. Marital fruitfulness. Marital fruitfulness. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to see what you should do. Talk to the Lord. Sister, talk to him. He is listening to you. He hears your tears. Brother, that desire you have in your heart, God hears them. A godly spouse is a gift from God and it's something He wants to give you. He wants to give you that to talk to Him. In
1: Jesus'
0: name, and everybody said, All right, because our time is fast spent. All right, we're going to give, then, labor, we're going to take our renewals for the married people. Now, listen, everybody, look at me. If you need counseling in this area, all right. I would advise you to just book a counseling date with me and we can actually talk about it because I know the time we have in the service here is not enough to go through every single thing. Amen. But we have other messages you can listen to. All right. You know, and all. But if you need counseling in a particular area, now in this we can talk about Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link dot M.E. slash Oikia C.C. God has blessed you.